thank you praise team and instrumentalists and all those that have helped us during that the singing part of worship tonight we're talking about jesus is the light and you've heard it enough times we're going to be in john have you heard that before you've ever heard, never heard it before well good then we'll break new ground i don't think so john chapter one verse one you guys are going to wake up out there one of these days and get, you know, laugh at what I say, because most of the time I'm saying stuff tongue-in-cheek, and you might kind of miss it. But nah. John, chapter 1, beginning in verse 1, we're going to read. Those who would like to join me as we read and stand as we read God's Word, if you, as you're able. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to them, which was his own, but he his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. I, I love this passage. It's, it's, it's one of those tongue twister words at the beginning of it. It's in a word was made fresh, a word was with, with, made, you know, you try to get all that out and you kind of understand it. But if it doesn't tell anything else, if we didn't get nothing else out of that passage of Scripture, this proves without a doubt that Jesus was God's Son and that He is God. It proves that. He was there in the beginning. He was with Him. Nothing was made that is made without Him. We tend to forget that sometimes and a lot of denominations and religions or whatever you want to say don't buy it. They don't follow what this says. But we know we need light. Here we are, if we turned off all the lights in here, it would be very dark. And we don't like dark. We struggle in darkness. Now we have natural light and we have artificial light. We depend a lot on artificial light. We really do. Now if you're looking at, you know, if you watch your home shows and all that, they talk about natural light. They mean windows. You know, basically is what they're talking about. The light from outside comes in. We know that that's the sun and, and no matter... How many windows we have in this building, it, at nighttime you can't see unless there's some kind of artificial light. That's the way it is. So we know a lot about artificial stuff. There's artificial flooring, there's artificial um, drinks, the flavoring. You know, the 10% fruit juice. You see this? It's like 10%, well, what's the other 90% water? No, I mean, basically, I mean, but you know, little things like that artificial stones and diamonds flowers grass we've seen all those artificial things now i'll tell you 
How many of you ladies want an artificial diamond when you're doing that, right? Yeah, buddy, we want to see. But to tell the flaws in that stone or to tell the stone, what do they do? They put it under a bright light, don't they? I, you know, I've been to, on these cruises and they take you to like Diamonds International and they try to talk you into buying these nice expensive things and, and, and they did talk me into buying some at one time. But anyway, we, we won't go there. But you, they put this bright light on it and they, they make this scene dance. And matter of fact, this last cruise I was on, the big thing was the crown of light or something they called it. It's a new stone that they cut so many times at the top that it really makes the, you know, you walk outside and go, blinds people, those kind of things, you know. It, it's just, they, but that's right, you know, that's what they look for. And, you know, sometimes artificial seems better. But is it? We have seen and experienced artificial faith, and it soon gives out, doesn't it? When we try to do things on our own, we run out of juice. I've run out. Folks, <laughs> I get tired easier than I used to. Um, I, I was that hyperactive kid, and I was hyperactive for a lot of my life, but it seems to, my hyperactivity seems to have left the building. You know, I mean, it's just not there. Uh, you, you know, I don't have that energy I used to have. And that's, I find that if I'm going to have energy, it's got to be God-given or I'm not making it. I mean, that's the, really the truth. And, and when I preach, I have to make sure God takes care of it. And obviously, our true source of light is Jesus. That's where we get our light. Jesus' life brings us light. Just knowing who he was. God is light, and Jesus reflects God as light in every way. Jesus is light. God is light. It's all the Father. Boom. That's why we... Heaven does not need a son. Heaven does not need anything. Heaven has God who projects the light, and it's a brilliant, exciting place. When things are looked at through the light of Christ, it exposes everything. Good and bad. We live in a world that has many views of spirituality. Don't they? Think about it. We've got Eastern religions. We've got the Muslim faith. We've got human religion, those that just being a person, you're yourself or religion. You have your own spirituality, right? Depend on yourself. Y'all heard that? It's, it's, I think a lot of our Hollywood folks like that, you know. Just be your own essence and who you are and you'll be fine. My Bible teaches something a little different because when you hold the light of Jesus up to them, it doesn't quite reflect, does it? We see shortcomings and we put up when we're put up against the light of Christ. We see our own shortcomings. Anything like that comes. When the light of Jesus exposes sin, it exposes sin. When Jesus' light shines on our lives, it exposes the sin. Have you ever thought about it, but um, criminals usually like to work at night, don't they? The evil, when they want to break in your house, you usually don't do it in the middle of the day when everybody's out and around. They want to come, what, in the middle of the night, sneak in. They want to come when there's nobody at home and it's all dark. You know, that's where the evil seems to come, and they like darkness. Most crime is at night. Usually places you don't want to be see are dimly lit. Um, they... Uh, 
I've watched some of the, these um, shows, you know, maybe Coyote Ugly or some of those that talk about bars or something. And, and you know, if you notice, the bars at night are dimly lit. But when you see them in the daytime, it looks like this nasty place. You look at the, I mean, you look at the floors all dingy and all things. Even on the TV shows, they do it. I mean, it's... My guess is if you, I don't go into bars, so I wouldn't know, but I'm guessing that if you shine the light on real bright, it probably would not be a place you would desire to be. But when we see that light, what it does, it exposes all the stuff. I'm not going to go buy a new house if I'm only looking at it at night. I want to see what problems are, where they are, what the things are. We, we usually want to see, light will reveal and let us know a little bit more about what we're looking at or what we're seeing. When we, we, we just have to have that. Light will reveal the, the flaws and imperfections. Whether, no matter what you're looking at, it will reveal your flaws and imperfections. Why do you think we use these mirrors with bright lights in the morning when we're putting on our makeup or shaving or combing our hair or doing whatever we're doing in the morning, right? We have these bright lights on there. My wife's got one of those little mirrors that magnifies like 20, I don't want to see myself in that thing, you know, I, uh, it, it's scary. But the, but the light comes and what, it, you, you want it bright so you can see exactly where you're doing and what you're, how you're, you're fixing your hair. My, my hair does all kinds of crazy stuff and so you need to see that. Jesus reveals who we really are. And we don't like it sometimes. But the other side of Jesus' light is he also covers us. Remember? He covers our sin. Wow. His light will cover all those things because of what he did on Calvary for us. That is an amazing thought. We need light to walk around in our sinful world, in our dangerous world. sun can only light half the world at a time. You realize that? It only lights half the world at a time. Jesus lights the world all the time. No matter what. He is there. His light reflects and alerts us to the dangers of what's coming up. Much like artificial light does. If I'm going on a path out in the woods by myself at night, I want some kind of light to shine ahead of me because I don't know what's on that path whatever it may be now I may not really want to see it but rather see it than not see it and step on it whether it be a snake or a spider or a, a stone that gets in the way and trips us up you, you need a light you need to see the dangers that come up Jesus light shines the dangers for us if we're open to it and look for it but we tend to not do that, do we? We just kind of go, oh, I'm going to be fine. I'm no problem. We don't know what's out there. Evil, lies, hypocrisy, pride, lust, covetousness, greed, envy. All those things come to light when, we, when Jesus is there, when the light of Jesus can be seen and expose it. Jesus' life will also show the real meaning of life. Our life has not much meaning without it. There is the old bumper sticker and all that says, 
he with the most toys wins. He who dies with the most toys wins. Have you all seen that before? That's not a true statement. You can have all the toys in the world, you're not going to win. He with Christ in their life wins. Because guess what? You're not going to die with Christ. You're going to live forever. That death that we talk about, is all, you win if you're with Christ. If you've got all the toys, that's not necessarily going to let you win. And folks, nobody likes toys more than I do. I'll just tell you, I like toys. I, mean, I like, you know, like boats and jet skis and motorcycles and all those things that we consider. You know, toys get ex more expensive the older we get, you know, those kind of deals. And, uh, and so we find that, you know, when the little kids are little, they like the box that the toy came in more than they like the toy. Why we don't just give boxes out to kids for Christmas, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I mean, those of you with young children remember that. I'm telling you. They're proud to play with the box, and they play with all the toys. Unfortunately, as they get older, they get wiser and want more expensive toys. And we as adults have nothing to say because we're the same exact way. Our toys just become more expensive. Whether they're golf clubs that have to be the nicer ones, or whether they're guns that have to be the nicer ones. I don't know what your toy is. We all have them. We all like those things. But they're not the ones that's going to win. We, so many people around us live in a moral fog. Society has made us, made wrong seem right and right seem wrong. And we've got a world out there that has no clue what's right or wrong. They're sitting out there in this moral fog like, what? What are you talking about? We're good. Doesn't matter. Just do the best you can and you're going to be all right. Well, that's not exactly how we're taught. This goes on through the world. It leaves us questioning everything. Those without Christ are totally confused and they're left with little hope. Think about that. When you have no clue what's good, what's bad, you have no clue what's going on next, you don't know where your compass really is leading you, you're hopeless. And when you have no hope, that's the end. I cannot imagine a life with no hope. You know, we watch these football games every Saturday, Sunday, whenever, and while the score is close, there's hope, right? But when you're playing Alabama in about the fourth quarter and it's 45 to nothing, there's not much hope there, is there? And what happens? We click or we leave. We have a world of people outside that feel like it's 45 to nothing in the fourth quarter and they have no hope and they just click or they leave. Or they commit suicide, or they check out, or they run away, or whatever they do. We have a world out there that needs that light to show them because they have no hope. There's despair. And that comes from a lack of morality and confusion. And those that live in despair need Christ who can give them hope. Suicide and drug and alcohol dependence come from despair. All of us, I imagine, have been touched by suicide at some point or another. Whether it's a family member or just someone we know, someone we've heard about. Um, we've, of course, we've seen how many movie stars and, and famous people that have done that. What happens? It's when you see no way out. They see no way out. They see no hope. They have nothing... To live, they, have, they don't know what to do. 
and it has nothing to do with how much money they have or how much fame they have or how much it hits everybody let's face it we all get down at some point but when we're a Christian and when we have Christ in our life we have some hope and that gives us hope to keep on going because we know whatever we're going through right now there is an end to it as user minister I would say suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem and that's exactly what it is you all have heard that term I'm sure a million times and it's one of those things that I cannot fathom what's going through someone's mind but you know we all get kind of hopeless and we kind of wonder what do we do we have a God that will take care of our hopelessness will give shine light on our lives and brings us that hope he gives strength for us when we are weak when everything seems to go wrong he lights our way and shows us where the next step will be because we all need to know what the next step is don't we we need to know if we know okay if I go this step it's gonna get a little bit better and if I go this step because and you can handle that you may not be able to handle saying I've got to get all the way to the back of this I don't know that I can do that okay let Christ shine the light to the next step and move there that's where I think we've gotten caught with COVID we've gotten caught with anything is we don't see the end so we give up say oh well it's done we're all doomed no we take this next little step and go there and then see where God shines the light for us to go the next place but you know we're all like me and not patient <laughs> and we want it done right now I like answers right now I don't like this waiting around and seeing what well what might happen well I you know it might be this no God will open it up as we can take it and as we need it his light makes us uncomfortable sometimes you get your light shined on your sin you get uncomfortable real quick when light shines on the things that you know you're not doing the right way you get uncomfortable real quick we have to understand things aren't always going gonna go the way we think they should and we are going to be uncomfortable but it also gives strength and joy when we're in his path and we're on his light he will help us when we're confused and I get confused a lot the older I get it seems the more confused I get I don't understand some things I just don't now Lord why don't you just take it this way why don't, I, why don't people see this I don't get it why how, how can they possibly go that direction well because they're confused darkness can be scary yes it can and we don't even know how to deal with it um the head of the John Duncan used to be the head of the church music and worship department in, for the state of Georgia and he um, led our sons of Jubal and the sons of Jubal had the opportunity to go to North Korea uh, several years back and when he was going over there for a trip to, to check out the site and where they were going to go and how they were going to get in and all those things he was flying the airplane at night and he said it was interesting he was looking out the window and it was darkness and then all of a sudden there was like a line and it was the light and he found out that the darkness that he was flying over was actually North Korea and that South Korea was there was like a line all of a sudden you could see light and it was such a perfect illustration of the dark continent as it were the dark territory 
those people that were without, without really much hope of North Korea with no light and those that had hope and have a presence and all with light. We don't think about this world as being so dark that they have no hope. They're looking out there and they've got no light of Christ coming in to help them see and they're just floundering around in the darkness. And it even says here in the scripture, it says, you know, the, 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 the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. They don't understand the light of Christ. And our job is to let them be exposed to that. Many things we deal with are dark. And it's hard to maneuver, and it also messes with our psyche, doesn't it? I mean, you, you know, you get caught up, I, I don't know, if, you know, I get up a hundred times in the night, it seems like, and, and I'm floundering around in the dark and stub my toes sometimes and run into walls and doors and things because I don't want to shine light and wake my wife up. But we find ourselves in places we don't want to be sometimes. <laughs> I do not want to be smacking into a door in the middle of the night. We find ourselves in the darkness and we're in a place we don't really want to be. We don't like that place. We don't like that place of darkness. We can become lost. Not always necessarily lost as in without Christ, but lost as in without direction. I felt that way when I, when, after I retired. When I first retired, I kind of went, what do I do? This is not who I am. I'm not a sit around the house and watch TV all day. Though I like sitting around the house and watching TV all day. I didn't want to do it all the time, and it, I always said when I retired, I knew the first couple of months would be wonderful. I would, you know, I would have I had nothing to do. That'd be great. But after that, I knew I would get, start getting what you call itchy feet. I went, what do I now? What do I do? And y'all came at the right time. Give me something, you know. Get my eyes on the on the right thing because I'm called to be a minister. I was called to be a minister, and that's not for just this amount of time. It's called to be a minister, and and how that was going to look when I retired, I didn't know. And none of us really know until we get there. But God's called all of us to do something. And if we're not doing it, then we're lost. We're out of place. We're out of sorts. Familiar sights are missed. <laughs> Landmarks are missed. You ever been lost? And in, in in, in especially at night, trying to find your way around someplace? You, don't, you miss the landmark that you're used to seeing or you miss something? Who, can, who we are can be missed. <laughs> Not only can we get lost in our physical locality, in our spiritual locality we can get lost. And we need Christ. We need to see that light. We need his hope. We need to see, period. We need stamina. I don't know about you, Matt, my stamina is not what it used to be. Matter of fact, it's about 10 minutes now. I cannot, I'm not going out and run a mile. It's just not going to happen. My little granddaughter is, runs cross country, and I got to see that the other day, and she ran a 2.1 miles or something like that as, as their track. And she did that in unbelievable time, less than 15 minutes, you know, kind of deal. And I'm like, how do you do that? I, I, I can't run from here to the back of the room. You know, I, that's just not going to happen. But our stamina, what we need is Jesus. He'll see us through our dark days and our periods and the dark periods in our life. Because let's face it, we all go through, right? We all go through some dark periods in our life. No matter when it is, what it is, and usually it smacks us when we least expect it. My mom passed away at, um, when I, in 92. Um, we sang um, at Calvary at her funeral. So it, that brings up everything every time I hear it and, and does that. And 
that's been a long time ago that she passed away. But I'll be driving down the road and something will hit me and all of a sudden I'm just boo-hooing. You know, I'm going, what happened? I thought of something my mom did or something I would like to say to her, or something, whatever it may be. We, it was a t Things like that happen when you least expect it. I was not counting on that day going that way, but it did. You know, I may wake up one morning and I'm kind of like lost. Kind of, what am I doing? Where am I going? Those days happen. And that's when I have to, all right, God, talk to me. Let's, let's, let's work through this. What's going on with me? Why am I doing this? And we need to see, let him see us through that time. Let him open my eyes to see that, guess what? This is a dark period, but it's not forever. This is just right now. Let me help you through it. We need this world to see Jesus' light. Our world needs Jesus' light more than ever. We need to reveal it to them. Guess what, folks? <laughs> That's on us. It's up to us to help reveal Christ to them. I love this passage of Scripture. It tells us all kinds of things. And, you know, I, like I said, I want to read one part of it. The, the, the beginning part of it out of the message says, The Word was first, the Word present to God. The Word present to the Word. God's present to the Word. The Word was God in readiness for God from day one. Everything was created through Him. Nothing. Not one thing came into being without him. What came into existence was life, and the life was light to live by. The light life, the life light blazed out of the darkness, and the darkness couldn't put it out. The darkness is trying to put him out. You know it. Our world right now is trying to put him out. But guess what? My God is stronger than that. And he's not going to put it out. Our God is mighty and strong and ever-present and always our light. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your light. Help us, Lord, as we spread your light to the world that needs you so desperately. Help us to reflect your light. Let people see how much you love and care for them how much you want to help them through this time. You are worthy. You are worthy of our worship, our praise, and our honor. Let everything be on you, given to you, and let us always praise you and give you the glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen.